Good evening, this is your host, Sean, and we are also joined by... Charlie. And Thomas. And you are listening to... Sparkcast. Sparkcast. <laughs> did, did we have a, a voice missing? Hold up, uh, I forgot to plug in my headset. Oh no. You ready? Yep, good. You shouldn't hear anything now. So on the count of three, we're going to say Sparkcast. One, two, three... Sparkcast. Sparkcast. Oh, I screwed that up. <laughs> Everybody, that was probably one of the worst we've ever done. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, something funny, Thomas. So I finally have a little Transformers wall. Finally decorated my bedroom again since we rearranged some stuff. Like I had to take all the posters away from one area because my desk used to be over there. Now it's somewhere else. But I got new stuff up and more wall to play with. So now I have a Transformers half wall to the left of my desk where I just have the comic books of the movie signed by Bob uh, Budiansky, as well as the uh, Cyclonus poster signed by the voice actor and a Galvatron early sketch from when we were at that TFCon a long time ago. I, you couldn't set that up somewhere else because now you're basically presented with just two options now. What? You're going to have to limit how much you can add to that wall, or you're going to have to kick your wife out of that bedroom so you can have more space. So <laughs> no. you should have well, no, set our... up in the basement or something, a space you can have and expand all your own. So we got a bedroom. We got a bed here, right? And at the end of the bed, I'm actually sitting in a chair, and then the desk is exactly in front of the end of the bed against the wall. I have enough space for my chair that I can move it back a lot. That's how big this bedroom is. Mm, okay. The left of me has a window taking up half the wall, and then I have the right. And so basically I have that Transformers. I have all the Spider-Man stuff next to the entrance of the door, and then I just have this collage of multiple things at the top of my desk, like everything from Death of Superman, Dirty Pair, Digimon, Star Trek The Next Generation actually up there somewhere. Spider-Man and the Transformers are going to have to duke it out for your affection, Sean. <laughs> it's the, uh, the primo space. Uh, she's got her fire emblem. Uh, we got her Tales of 20th Anniversary poster we found up in Japan, which is pretty cool. Is uh, your bedroom going to be like the nerd area? Are you going to put any of that outside? Well, behind us, above our bed, we have our wedding gift with the Final Fantasy IX sword crossed with the Kingdom Hearts sword that someone made us with a quote from each game. Mm -hmm. And to the left of it is a Kingdom Hearts framed eight by eleven poster and to the right of that is a Final Fantasy Nine poster in symmetrically. So you're jealous now, right? Absolutely. Two, <laughs> two of my most despised square series. Wait, you you don't like nine? <laughs> well I shouldn't say series because it's just Final Fantasy Nine I don't like. What? You don't like nine at all? I don't like nine. Nine Outside of like one, two, and I'm talking about the Japanese one. So outside of like one, two, three, nine is the only one I played. And I was like, I don't want to play this no more. Oh, see, I, I eight was the one I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just keep drawing too much magic and, and summoning to win. I can't do it anymore. Oh, so, so eight made me stop because of that exact same reason. I don't like that draw system at all. But mm -hmm. there's still a bit of me that just says, if there was a mod that lets me play without having to deal with that stupid system, uh, 
there's nothing. I don't want. I don't care about Final Fantasy Nine. I there's I I'm done with that game. Wow. See, we've been. We, I know we've been talking about twelve for a lot when we were both playing it again a year or two ago. Which I like twelve. Twelve. So we, and we both like that one. Yep. How do you feel about Crystal Chronicles, Thomas? <laughs> I I've never played it, but it, it it's an interesting concept. I don't think people really like it that much. Well, no, they like the original on GameCube. Apparently, the remake really screwed it up that was released for PS4 and Switch. Well, no. Well, I don't know anything about the newer one. I, I'm talking about the... No, old, it's a. The it's not... The, it's not... Hold on. It's not a remake. It's the... What do you call it? A remaster, when you don't remaster, change anything about yeah. it other than upscale it. But then you yeah. somehow screw up all the, the gameplay and yeah, they, uh, make they, it I'm online sure only changed, so you yeah. can't play on your couch or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's some changes they made to it, but I, I don't have any reference for that one. It's it's the I only know the yeah. older one. And Charlie, do you like or slash hate nine or twelve? Uh I haven't really played nine. I always wanted to, but I've always heard bad things about it. So about it, was Tom, it was Thomas, well, no. wasn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no. It could be, I, I don't it could think... be mostly Thomas, but I, I don't know. I have I... heard pretty critical reviews of You know what? I have you can borrow my copy next time because I still have one on it my PS3 digitally that I can play if I ever need to. It can't be me because I rarely get a chance I I, I rarely get a chance to, to express my dislike for that game because most people like it so I just I don't say anything because most people like it. That I wanted to like it because I had, you know, I had been playing you know, I played Final Fantasy 7, I played 8 and I was like oh, I want to play 9. People complain about 8's battle system being too slow. Well, they they always yeah, you know. Yeah. So 9 the issue my issue with 9 is I don't like the main character. And they stabbed me. It was just a you know a, st- a stab wound straight to the heart. When the guy I actually like doesn't make it out the first ten minutes of the game. No. What? <laughs> oh no. So I I wanted him to be the main character. I was on board until that point because I didn't I didn't like uh was it Zidane? Oh, Can you no. look at the box, dude? Uh, yeah, well, no, not really. I mean, the cover, the cover of you know, it's it's Yoshitaka's art, so you don't really get to see like the main characters like that. My wife and I are gonna play three next because we got it on Steam, so we can play it from there sometime. All right, we really we got sidetracked there about Batman, <laughs> who's a who's a secret character in. Fi- no, he's not. Uh, uh, someday we'll have the uh, Batman video game episode. <laughs> yeah, as as if there's robots in it. So, today's episode is brought to you by Square... In- no, it's not. Is uh, Today's episode <laughs> is about Batman and a Batman robot. This is the continuation of our last episode, Heart of Steel, two-parter. This is from the Batman animated series from the 90s. This is Batman, his Silicon Soul, which is a season... One episode? I don't know why I found conflicting stuff that said season three on the internet, but it clearly is labeled season one on my Blu-ray. So, episode sixty-two. And yeah, because it's not there's really, sixty-five it's, episodes for season not, one. It's not a straight-up trilogy like Heart of Steel was part one and part two. This canonically takes place after that. I mean, it ties yeah. in directly so, to the end of that. Before yeah. we begin. What they mention in the special features of Heart of Steel is that the final battle of Episode 2 was supposed to be a Batman robot 
that was going to fight Batman while everything was on fire and exploding. But if they didn't have enough time to fit it in the two-parter because that was going to be like 10 more minutes of, of time. So they basically just abandoned it and then later made this episode from that idea. And it's probably good that it's a standalone episode because it's basically a robot wakes up who was built before Hardak exploded with all of Batman's memories, wakes up and thinks he's Bruce Wayne Batman who has somehow been kidnapped and shoved in a warehouse. <laughs> so. he, they've taken away his real body. He believes his mind has been transferred into the body of a robot. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just it's just so sad because I feel like Batman treats him like not a living being most of the time. He's just like, I'm going to stop you because you're a robot and, and like ignoring what he actually is doing. Like he just wants to talk to his creator and he's like, nope, batarang to your chest. Uh, I mean, it, I, it, it, he didn't quite cross the line. I mean, I guess some <laughs> would argue otherwise, but he was getting there. He was, he might have crossed the line. Because when he first interacted with, so Carl Rossum is back in this episode. He's given up on trying to create life and all that. So he's just growing crops and that's all he wants to do. And he's just hanging out in his greenhouse when Duke Batman comes up and is really just shaking him down, trying to figure out answers. And he really, Hard Act is destroyed and Carl's telling him that, but fake Batman doesn't believe him. And he's, he's basically holding him up over his head and basically going to just like, break his back or something before yeah. Batman. Well, because remember in. real Batman visits him first. And then since robot Batman hasn't been there, he decides to case the place. Cause he thinks, well, obviously he's going to come here. Cause it's the only person he'll be able to find to fix him. Cause I forget why he's got problems. I know the thieves. Oh yeah. The thieves that were trying to steal tech accidentally wake him up and they shoot him in the chest. So that's why he has an injury and needs help. And so the person he finds is Rossum. Yeah, one of those thieves shoots him a lot. They were, they don't have, I guess the, the, the animators or writers, they don't really have an opportunity to shoot people and have bullets actually hit. So they really made up for it in this episode. And how could Robot Batman not know he's Batman? I mean, he just got shot by a random thug. You're clearly not real Batman. Well, he is. He can still be real Batman. He's just no, because, a real Batman like, in a robot body. Like, Batman isn't that horrible that he gets shot, but I know it's to show visually so that you can keep track of who's real Batman and who's the robot, because that oh, way he's right. always yeah. injury. He's always injured and has some kind of robot piece or spark coming out of him so that you can always clearly tell which one is which. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in the first act, that's actually needed. It's so that he can start questioning himself right away. But he just doesn't want to believe it. Well, we're kind of all over the place right now. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) What do you think, Charlie, of the the intro and how it begins? Batman waking up and then wanting to get help from his ex-creator? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I remember seeing the preview for this episode as a kid and being really excited about it because there's going to be two Batmans in it. And, you know, they show like a little teaser of a two Batman fight. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got to <laughs> see that. I got to see two Batman swinging around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this doesn't quite have the same effect <laughs> as it did before. <laughs> the sentient robot thing. Come back to me because I have a lot of conflicting thoughts about this whole whole thing. But 
I well, I got a I have a robot cliche that I'm just like. (laughs) I have a conflicting thought. Like, so at the beginning of the episode, where fake Batman, I guess somehow. Well, I guess he knows Bruce Wayne's address. I don't. I have no idea how he remembers that he's Batman and Bruce Wayne, and this is where I live. All that stuff. But tell the data. (laughs) Yeah, I like that when he went to the mansion thinking that it was himself. But I was also like. It, we didn't see this in Heart of Steel. I think they reveal later that this was a new upgrade because this is the first robot to actually feel emotions, unlike the that's fine Commissioner Gordon robot. <laughs> right. So I guess at the beginning of this episode, fake Batman makes it to Wayne Manor and he's just fumbling around in the dark. So Alfred. I guess hears them or whatever. So he, he puts he's, his emergency plan into action, <laughs> which is a golf club. So he's wandering down the steps with the golf club and like, who's out there. And I guess he turns on the lights and he sees that it's uh it's Batman. But, but I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if Bruce Wayne slash Batman has a lot of money. So we know the answer to that question. So can somebody tell me why Batman doesn't have security cameras at the top level of his mansion? He's got all that tech security stuff down in the basement, but his security is Alfred on patrol with a golf You're right. club. You're right. Like, I don't There's think no throughout... cameras. Like, be, because we went over this last time. Because like... Batman and slash Bruce Wayne, he would be a target eventually. We've seen bad guys eventually end up at his mansion in several series. If he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective and is always prepared for every outcome, why doesn't he have Alfred a proper security system? <laughs> oh, I just realized why. Because then if someone ever got into his security system, they'd see him leaving into his secret Batcave entrance, and that could implicate, <laughs> implicate him as Batman. So that would actually be a, a, a... At once, it sounds like a good idea, but it actually might be a bad idea. Like, you just one day, the police are like, well, Mr. Wayne, let's hit, get your security cameras. And Bat, Bruce would be like, oh, fuck. They're going to see me coming out of the Batcave as Batman. Oh, <laughs> come on. He can figure something out. So I'm guessing the robot, you know, since he has all the data, I guess, did they steal it from Bruce's brain when he was captured by Hardak or something in one of those earlier episodes? I can't remember what happened. No, he was never Um, captured. No, he was never captured. So they probably picked up some of that data by just spying on him. Landing him? Oh, okay. I was like, I thought maybe like Hardak might have at least, you know, know, touched him with a couple of wires and kind of. Or remember when he was hitting on the. the, He was hitting on that female robot. Maybe she was collecting samples from him, you know, while they were dating. And she went to his mansion. So she knew the address and all that. So she went up, told Hardak that stuff. So Carl, he kind of explains a bit of that during this episode where he says, fake Batman's like, I know all this stuff. And Carl Rossum is like, well, yeah, that doesn't prove anything. Those are just facts. You know, that's data points that would just be available to anybody who actually looks for that stuff. Oh, But then he's like, well, okay, but what about the facts that would not be available? Like, do you remember your first kiss? Do you remember what the last good stake you have? That's so. So I guess that kind of explains like the kind of stuff that Hardak would have been able to obtain versus the stuff he just had no chance of of implanting yeah. into his uh, duplicates. Because real Batman tells that to him later, like during the middle episode of the fight, right? 
Like he's trying to explain to him it's just data before he's like taken over yeah. completely by Hardak. You remember the last time you tasted a really good steak? No, you're a liar. Where's Hardak? Basically. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I don't I don't remember exactly what Batman said, but so a lot of the stuff that uh, the arguments that Duplicate Batman was making is, again, tying back into Blade Runner, where the replicants are saying the same stuff about, like, this is why I'm actually a human, even though you say I'm not. The Duplicate Batman saying the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. I need to go back to just watch those scenes in Blade Runner to see if I can just spot these similarities. But in, in one week, I'll be able to really physically interact with people. So... If you guys want to come over, we could just watch Blade Runner since I haven't only watched it once in my entire life in middle oh, school. Oh, I'll watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll watch it. I, I like but which Blade of the Runner. five versions do you want to watch is the question. Are they yeah. all on the Blu-ray? Oh, it's on five Blu-rays, depending oh, on which Blu-rays. version you want to watch. <laughs> that does make have, more sense. <laughs> and then I have 2049. We can, we can watch that, too. So oh, many bad right. reviews about that. Like, No, they're not. It's not bad. It's not bad. Right. Also, but guess... it is also a great 4K HDR movie. That's the okay. main reason why I bought it. <laughs> oh, that's right. They they released AD Police on Blu-ray a few weeks ago. Is it an HDR? Well, the remake of AD Police, like the Bubblegum Crisis spinoff. And I'm like, all right, now we just need the old AD Police and Bubblegum Crash on Blu-ray. And then everything will be on Blu-ray, maybe. Is it is it a 4K yeah. Ultra HD Blu-ray or just regular 1080p? I... Oh, I don't know. I have to go check. Uh, one last thing about the Alfred situation. I thought it was pretty funny where Alfred clearly recognizes fake Batman as one of those duplicates, hard act duplicates. He runs away, goes down to basement, puts on a gas mask, and decides to turn to gas. He, yeah, why did he think gassing, <laughs> gassing a robot was going to be an effective tactic? So I, I also <laughs> noted that, you know, it's like, why the heck does he turn on the gas? Is this gas to <laughs> self-destruct the Batcave? He's going to, like, you know, Is it light a, corrosive a match gas? and just throw it in there? Or It's like, it's one of those things where you're not thinking, but, like, when you're just like, oh, crap, I got to do something. But but Bruce only built this one failsafe in the back game. Was he intending to like knock out any additional human intruders he thought might be there? Like he thought, okay, this might be there might be some other people along with this robot, so I need to turn on the gas. I need to do the full emergency con ops here. So I actually have my notes here, Thomas. This is the way it is. It's because the writers want to make robot batman sympathetic and he can't be sympathetic if his first introduction is to punch alfred in retaliation for alfred yeah that's what him. i was figuring yeah because i actually didn't notice it on the upon first watch then the second watch i'm like why this he's got he just said he was a robot and he goes and gasses a robot but then i was like yeah the writers they probably just had to get alfred out the picture in a safe way <laughs> in a way that's not going to immediately turn the audience because like yeah Anybody who beats up on Alfred is going to be enemy number one in my book. <laughs> that he was just doing what he was told to do by Bruce. That's the emergency plan. He 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 put it into action. Because I can imagine him going, "Punch Alfred! It wasn't me. I didn't mean it." And but, but then the audience is like, "Why uh, would you just tell Batman. me?" <laughs> I really liked uh, Alfred's dubious face as he kind of slipped behind the clock. He was just like. I don't know. I better do the emergency plan. <laughs> the uh, so uh, what you said earlier, Thomas. One thing that's weird is I I, I kind of didn't like this now, 
when you go and you see Rossum, and he's just working in plants now. Like, see, he wasn't arrested, so I guess Hardak was responsible for everything and not him. But he just decides to start, you know, making an agriculture or farm or company of some kind. He's just given up on all robots because of that traumatic experience from the la- from those episodes. I mean, and, and I'm just like, I mean, I, can, I mean, can you really blame him? Because like, Hardak did some wild stuff, and like, not to mention his daughter or sister, I can't remember, died like a few months before that whole event happened. So yeah, so I so I would probably say the logic behind that would probably be his grief probably pushed him over into doing trying to recreate his daughter that experience and as you know as time went on and then the shock of what Hardak did that probably made him come to his senses a little bit and, and decide that you know maybe that's not really worth pursuing like, well i wish i wish kind of that he would still had like little robots or something that was like mechanical working and improving on the the farming and stuff to show that he was still you know a mechanical genius his, that still yeah, like, was capable of like creating yeah, like to still use his knowledge for a different reason, like for farming or to better the world's like crops, not just like, well, I'm going to become a recluse and make a garden with just my bare hands. <laughs> exist in one episode. We saw him farming with farm robots, but was that at the end of the first two episodes? Um, oh, man, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I, so, yeah, I, I got this a farming episode robot. was a farming episode, a robot. Uh, and I think I was initially when I started watching this episode, I started getting flashbacks from another episode where I don't know if you guys noticed with this in the area that Rossum was in. Did you guys notice the sky and it looked weird? It looked like he was in a greenhouse field that was also within like it's some, some big facility. greenhouse. Yeah, it, it didn't look like house. it was outdoors. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me of the other episode where Robin was in it, but. I guess there was genetically altered crops and the bad guy was, he genetically altered his daughter and she was like super strong and stuff like that. But she looked like, I don't know, like muscle Daisy Dukes. Are you talking about the, the justice league episode where they fight a freaking farmer with a pitchfork and that's who Batman fights. Well, it's not that, but it's, it's very similar to that (laughs) except this one's just a, you know, farmer girl that helps with her dad with the crops and stuff like that. I was expecting that to happen. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That was a completely different episode. But it is kind of sad. Like, uh, like you watch this robot Batman first, you know, Alfred is like attacking him and he's like, oh God, you're supposed to be my friend. And then he goes to, to Rossum and Rossum's like telling him that he's a duplicate and he, he should be able to see the truth right there, but he's refusing to believe it, which makes it pretty sad. But then then this guy he went to for help, his creator, says, I can't let it live, and tries to murder him. And I'm just like, Jesus. This, yeah, this, this that, poor yeah. guy just wants to live and find answers. And everybody's just like, screwing him over. <laughs> it's he a just robot. wants answers. Yeah, even from the very beginning of the episode, after the thief shoots the duplicate and realizes he's not human, he, he screams like, you're not human, and he just runs away like, oh, you're not a human, you're some kind of robot, you are the worst thing in the world. That seemed like, well, that's like, you're really just pushing it to 11, it'd be, it's, just, it's just a robot, you don't have to be like, <laughs> it's not that disgusting. Rossum actually says, I can't let it live to his face, while Batman... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, because while he's or Batman's holding him back, I can't remember. But it's just like, uh, yeah. I didn't get that part though. Like later, Batman chases him down, and he's supposed to have finally been taken over by Hardak, which you can tell because of the Universal Entertainment Law of red eyes equals evil. Robot Batman's eyes just become red, which means he's now far gone, right? But then he tosses Batman in a river? Through a wall and into a river. Oh, okay. <laughs> or like a glass. Was it wasn't a window? A wall. Just like a, there's a hole in the wall. Like, yeah, he, oh, okay. he gets thrown through through the wall and into oh, the river. <laughs> yeah, survive uh, that, Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of, yeah, the, the, not only that, while there, another sequence with them fighting, like the robot lands on top of human Batman. Somehow, human Batman survives a giant, a oh, full size robot, probably at least triple the weight of regular Batman, and just lands <laughs> right on top of him from like 20 feet above. And like somehow he survives that. And how, like, previously in that Rossum scene, Robot Batman saves Rossum, and still Batman hunts him down and is like, seems determined to just like murder him. And I'm like, dude, you saw him save his life. Like, I mean, it will come back into it, but I guess. Batman realizes that Hardak's taking him over because his eyes were red, so he just starts trying to, like, murder him immediately. And I guess to add to that, like, the duplicate was eventually going to beat Batman. He corners him on a cliff, but doesn't want to kill Batman. He he just, he he fights off Hardak's programming and, and doesn't do it. Yeah, and what's funny is it ends up being one of those twist endings, because first, like, Batman falls in the water from the fight after going through that wall. And Hardak just looks and then leaves. Or um, Hardak robot Batman now. Kind of looks and leaves. But Batman will later say, You didn't look to see if I was dead because you knew I was alive. Because I fell in water. Because you're Batman. You're like me. And you didn't want to kill me. And I'm just like, that's that's a, that's a pretty big stretch. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, when they're fighting in the Batcave, which I thought was an interesting battle... He eventually beats him by tricking Robot Batman into thinking he died because Batman just falls off a cliff and pretends that he's dead to mess with Robot Batman's bind. And he's just like, oh my god, I killed someone. And then he goes into a rage and just starts destroying the Batcave. And what's weird is Hardak Batman was using Batman's Batcave to upload Hardak to all the computers of the world. But (laughs) once he went crazy... He went over there and destroyed the Bat computer before the upload could be complete within, like, two seconds, I think. And then, like, was that Batman's plan? Was his plan to be like, well, hopefully Robot Batman will go insane and destroy the computer before... Because I can't get to it. I'm at the bottom of a cliff. Of my Batcave cliff. And I'm just like, is that your plan? That seems very convenient. Yeah, because, like... Alfred was like, you've got to stop the computer. Like, he had a valiant moment where he realized, hey, my life is less important than stopping all of humanity from being conquered by robots. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if he fought to survive, he wouldn't have had time to stop the computer, too. So, yeah, he's basically yeah. like, well, let me I figure mean, out this one immediate problem. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll worry about fixing the world's computers next week. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess after Hardak came to the conclusion Batman doesn't take a life. He he didn't want to help Hardak mm-hmm. kill millions of other people. 
throughout this whole thing, clearly the duplicant was basically still one of Hard X like long-term plans where mm-hmm. if there's at least a piece of him left, he's going to uh he's going to take over and still be Hardak and yeah. this time Hardak wasn't messing around, he was going to replace everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too cuz yeah, cuz the Hardak that that takes him over is just some of the pieces from the uh the explosion, like sitting in a right. warehouse yeah. somewhere, so right? Hardak is, yeah. uh, well, not Hardak, the duplicant. He's, I think he's, well, did he go back to the police station or something? No, he went to one of the other warehouses where it's stored, found the parts, and, and like, Hardak's like, was, put me in. And he's just yeah, like, no, I, I still want to be. programming is compelling him, too, and he can't fight it, so <laughs> he has to put that Hardak piece in, basically reactivate Hardak. <laughs> According to my notes, did, uh, did Robot Batman... Oh no, he said you can't be alive when he saw him coming out of the water, which I was like, um, are you just trying to tell yourself he can't be alive? Is this still subconscious robot Batman? Like, I don't know. Some of it was like... Contradictory. I I feel like he should have just not said anything at all if you were trying to play that aspect of him not wanting to be like Hardak and just kill everybody. Oh, I do like how they, they, okay, when they're fighting, they fall, and you think they're going to fall to their death, and instead, there's a whole second layer of the Batcave with all these random computers on it they just destroy, and I'm like, what? Just standalone random computers, (laughs) and I'm just thinking to myself, Bruce, that is the dumbest layout. Like, (laughs) all the effort to go down to this one random computer over here. And there's no stairs. There's no stairs. There's no no ladder. It's just you you have to jump 20, 30 feet or use your uh, grappling hook. I'm like, why? (laughs) But then they fall to the third layer, which is 1950s beakers for a mad scientist. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that is like a hundred feet down that isn't just another story that's like ten <laughs> stories later after they fall down a second time okay well we can't see the stairs but let's pretend they're there <laughs> uh, this is a cave after all so he's got to make use of all the cave mezzanines that he can I mean gotta pimp those out Yeah, I'm surprised that Batman wasn't smart enough to realize that Batman was acting different in their fight at the warehouse docks and was didn't try to, like, take out the hard act piece or realize that something was happening to him now, that he was just becoming, like, more, more machine-like. Instead, he's just like, well, guess I gotta murder him now or make him pretend he murdered me so he can murder himself. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, he probably didn't know. And then he was, at this point, he was basically stuck on the idea that the robot definitely doesn't want to kill anything. Yeah. Well, why didn't he rebuild the robot? Then he could have two Batmans protecting Gotham. Yeah, well, I mean, Batman's got everything uh, else the in that Batcave. was destroyed, basically. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I guess at the end of the episode, after he beats up the computer, the, the, the computer explodes, basically, and it sends duplicate Batman flying, and then the fire suppression sprinklers just rain down on him, and it really just shorts him out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the end of uh, Duplicate Batman there. Yeah. Plus, I don't uh, think Bruce knows how to make that squishy and disgusting skin sound they make whenever they remove their face. Yeah, that that was one thing that I made note of because that sound effect was just like, well, I, I would expect a robot to just have maybe a silicone skin. It might sound like a rubber glove snapping or something. But that was overly slimy. It just sounded like it's like hyper lubricated or something. But it's just 
that's a that's very cliche you know for like robots removing their skin i guess i've I've seen it other places but yeah go figure yeah that really is a weird cliche because you know if we're talking about like a biological creature, then yes, that's what you would hear. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, if he he pulled skin off of his face, yeah, so, it probably so, but, would sound like that. <laughs> but then we still do the same thing with something that clearly has nothing under it. It's just a piece of rubber. Yeah, there's no <laughs> organs still, or blood. And that sound or... effect still always plays for like everything. I, <laughs> that's funny. I never really thought about that. And the groaning that he was doing, I guess he was resisting Hardak having him insert a chip into his forehead that actually didn't look like it was the right size or something before it was inserted. But, um, it was, uh, yeah, that a 36 he... EPROM and the connector was only 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, Oh, oh he's like groaning as he's like, don't bend the pins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, there's a note here on this page. I wrote that when Rossum was being questioned by robot Batman, Batman just attacks him immediately because season one Batman, the animated series, is Judgment Batman. He, like, judges everyone. And he does not believe anyone is going to be a reformed criminal. Or, like, he snatches this kid on the street at the end of the episode because he's like, hey, you doing crimes again? He's like, Jesus, no. I God. I was like, I reformed while I was helping that old woman. Now I'm leaving. Ah, Batman, leave me alone. <laughs> Batman just like immediately judges the worst in people in this show. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. There's a really good Batman story in the comics where Batman has to leave. So he leaves reformed Two-Face Harvey Dent identity he's made for himself. Right. So, but what happens is when he becomes Batman again, there's these clues that Two-Face is starting to commit some kind of crimes very subtly across the city. So Batman starts thinking that his friend is starting to turn into Two-Face again, and he's not. A villain is planting all these clues to get Batman to turn on him, and the mere fact that Batman accuses Harvey Harvey Dent of of being back to Harvey Dent is what causes him to snap and become Two-Face again. He's like, you never had any faith in me. And then he's like, I'm done and jumps out a window. I'm trying to I've think. Seen I that, think I've seen that it? story trope before, too. It's, but it's, it's, it's just I funny think that actually happens like... in the animated series. I think something similar where, like, Batman doesn't want to trust. Well, no, I, there, that... I think no, no, uh, Two-Face becomes a new anti-hero uh, near one of the final episodes. Two-Face in the animated yeah. series? There's this new anti-hero, and it ends up just being Two-Face trying to be an anti-hero, but worse than Batman, trying to, like, slay the criminals and stuff okay. like that. Uh, Bruce Wayne is not willing to trust or give people second chances. It's his not willingness to work with Harvey or at least see the good in him again that causes Two-Face to come back because nobody had any faith in him except Bruce, and then Bruce so questions that definitely him. has happened with other characters, too. I thought it happened with with Harvey in one of these episodes, but there's a whole episode about that with Poison Ivy, where she basically trying to grow her own family and Batman and Robin, they don't trust her at all. And they're just like constantly giving her grief. And they basically push her over the edge. <laughs> but yeah, the worst is like the Clayface episode where Clayface is about to get fully, they have to increase his powers 
so he can turn himself human permanently. But Batman doesn't know that. He just goes there and sees an experiment and then blows the shit up. And then now he can't become human again. Right, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and I'm just yeah, like, no, Batman, Batman, what's wrong with he, you? Yeah, he, yeah he, does a, he has no chill. He's just like... But earlier in the episode, he was telling Clayface that you're dying. I can help you get human again. And he just doesn't want to listen. But at the same time, later in the episode, he's just like, hmm, tech stuff with a supervillain? Guess I'll destroy it and unplug it. <laughs> hey, Batman yeah. almost killed that ro- uh, detective before he knew he was a robot, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that part? That was the first episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like that kind of ha- that's a theme that happens with several of these Batman episodes where, like, you know, Batman goes all out against whatever villain it is this time. And then at the end of it, once he's defeated the villain, then he tries to act all sympathetic and stuff like that. The same thing happens in this episode where, like, after the duplicate has basically destroyed himself, Batman is like, he really did seem like he had a soul. It was probably silicon. Well, not probably silicon. It was a a soul of silicon, but a soul nonetheless. Um, (laughs) And and in the future, I will never think of this again and kill all robots and clones. If I see you walking the streets one more time, (laughs) you get a battering straight to the face. No questions asked. Yep. Yeah. Well, Alfred, that that one almost was alive. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard for any kind of duplicates to ever exist because people don't ever want them to stay like i remember watching an episode of the mantis where he's cloned so now there's a second version of him going out and doing stuff but i'm like you 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 don't know it as a kid but when you watch it again you're like yeah this guy's got to die by the end of the episode so of course he makes a heroic sacrifice to stop the whatever from killing the whatever because the duplicate can't live past the end of the episode even though in Batman's case, duplicate would actually be pretty great because, like, the duplicate can just be Bruce Wayne and Batman can do his stuff. Well, no, but Bruce Wayne has to make bad jokes and womanize. The robot Batman can't do that. Yeah, well, this is the advanced robot Batman. So this is this robot Batman is different than the old duplicates. <laughs> Maybe Batman the, can make some improvements and start giving it some extra data so Hardak can improve. Like, the only time I've seen a duplicate survive forever is with the scarlet spider in the spider-man comics well they did kill him three years later they brought him back from the dead physically a few years ago and made his own series again so now the clone of spider-man is back even though the other clone of spider-man also got his own series 10 years ago but that was a different clone of spider-man named kane but now this is not a spider-man podcast so I'm not going to spend 20 minutes explaining all that stuff. So all the, the 500 <laughs> Spider-Men. <laughs> Do we have final thoughts on this episode? Was there any animation errors? We didn't talk about those. Oh, it's just I for Transformers. Oh, but if you what? saw any. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I saw some things that were kind of funny in this whole thing. Or I just want to point out some things. What you got? On the computer screen, when... Uh, the robot's trying to upload Hardak. I noticed that it said total download, two separate words, time, and it was in crooked hand-drawn font. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then you got overseas animation studios trying to draw the English lettering and then them not thinking it's worth correcting for something that minor. I like seeing that I in Batman in particular. I've seen that multiple times where it's like, 
this is clearly like a computer and there's some, you know, computerish font. And some of this is just handwriting. <laughs> it just reminds me of a bubblegum crisis does that so much that it's hilarious. Like you'll see a, a map of the city, but instead mm-hmm. of the districts having names, they put like Meg Ryan, Tom Cruise as the names of all the districts, figuring <laughs> no one would ever see. No one's ever going to stop and read this. It's like half a yeah, second. Yeah, I feel like I love anime the of the time, that happens a lot. So that's why anytime there's any text or something in the background, I always take a close look because they always put some random, just dumb stuff that they probably don't think people would catch. But like, even then, I watched it on a VHS. I know what this says. This is not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I was watching those. Angel Cop recently. Ugh. That's around the same time period, and it Jeez. definitely does some of the same dumb stuff. Where like, what? You what is this? This I know what this. This is something random that you're just putting right. here. It, you're watching Angel Cop, but not Enterprise. Now something is wrong with you. No, I'm just well, I didn't finish Angel Cop. It's been forever since I watched that, and Angel Cop is terrible. I've heard that it's terrible. I'm glad I didn't get that as a kid. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta check that out. And you say some terrible. of us didn't have a choice. I mean. <laughs> Angel Cop was probably like one of the five anime series that you had to rent and you just had to go through them all. You had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I do remember being excited every time a new like anime would over. show up at Blockbuster. There would always be like one new anime every one or three months. So you guys it was like get new anime? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, even I saw the, the same dusty VHS on the shelf for years. The library had a better assortment. They actually would get a new anime every once in a while. But uh, uh, I wish I had even, even at like Sam Goody or whatever, I never even saw like a full collection of like series. When I bought a random episode of Dragon Ball Z, I bought it because and only that because there were no other like volumes to buy well there are three periods of anime like in the video stores there's pre ninja scroll ghost in the shell and then there's after and then there's post pokemon it before ghost in the shell and ninja scroll got it more in people's face you really had just the half a shelf with 20 maybe if you're lucky 30 anime to choose from but once someone bought that one it was gone from the store and never coming back (laughs) so and they would always put that 18 plus sticker because the blue girl would be there for like years. No one would ever buy it. So all of them would be there with just stickers over the boobs that said 18 plus on it. Like there was like 15 anime max. I, <laughs> yeah, I, so Sean, I don't know where you live. You were lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, but I it was always, it was always in, the be- <laughs> in the beginning, it was half and half. Like half would be the 18 plus because I'd always see the blue girl and like, some whatever something legend of the overfiend they would be there all the time like for 10 years they were just always there and no one would ever buy them like they just sat in that store forever but it was always like half adult anime half regular anime but then finally after ghost in the shell ninja scroll all of a sudden i got two whole shelves instead of a half shelf to look through when i went to the mall so my video score was just blockbuster so like i didn't they seemed like they somewhat had a standard even though it was still misunderstood Mm -hmm. they didn't keep any like anything that was explicitly known to be 18 plus or anything like that they didn't keep that out in the open or anything like that but they didn't really know what was going on with like ninja scroll and some other series so all anime was just together none of it was like 18 plus or anything like that but then still there was only a handful of series so i think that's how i ended up getting ninja scroll because like i mean what else was there to buy <laughs> or not yeah, buy or rent it. Or i think like they that. 
they used to throw it all in the adult section, so it was near the porn. So, yeah, my dad just assumed it was all bad cartoons. Like, oh, you got some of those bad cartoons. Bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, those? like, because I remember my <laughs> my my parents got me Record of Lotus War, the first three episodes on VHS. Mm-hmm. So I remember yeah. always having to go back to, what is it, Suncoast Sam Goody to yes, buy yeah. the rest of the episodes, but I could only buy what was available. So episodes... One, two, three, and like eight and nine or ten or whatever were subtitled, but then episodes four, five, six, you know, 13, 12, 11 were dubbed. So I didn't oh, have no. consistent, like, <laughs> I had all the record of Lotus War, but I didn't have it consistent dub and sub. I could only buy what was available because if someone yeah. bought that subbed one or that dubbed one, well, it's gone. It's not coming back. They're not going to reorder it. That kills me because, like, even with. The, I, after that time period, they were still like the anime companies were, I guess they were struggling or consolidating or whatever. But my Ranma one half collection, that's basically the one series that I really sought and tried to make complete, but I couldn't. So Viz didn't have all of Ranma one half. They didn't put it out all at one time. And by the time they got to the later seasons, they weren't doing the box sets anymore. So I have really nice boxes for Ronald and Half up to season five. And after that, I just have random whatever from for season six, seven, and then the OVAs. Like there it kills me that like my box sets just look terrible. <laughs> Half of them are like this and the rest are just random crap because Viz Media just just stopped. You have to something. wait till someone like, you know, Discotech buys the rights and re-releases them again, right? And then I and then yep. start my whole collection all over again. <laughs> like Yeah, because they're the, gonna design the, the boxes collection. differently. Here's the actual complete one. Yeah, yes. the boxes yeah, and it doesn't fit right. They're different heights. It yeah, I hate they're it. They're all gonna be yellow <laughs> instead of extra. red on the side. And then they yeah. don't have the same special features. Like the Viz the Viz collection was good, but then the stuff afterwards like the disc layout, like they're printed, the discs were printed on the top for the Viz, but the ones after that were all like just basically like blank double sided DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah, one of the oh, first no. DVDs I remember buying is Vampire Hunter D again, but the thing that doesn't make any sense the DVD of Vampire Hunter D has the original dub, the VHS has the original dub, obviously TV showed the dub when I saw it, but like. The Blu-ray for Vampire Hunter D was released maybe three years ago, so I finally got around to buying it and watching it a few months ago. They made a new dub, and the old dub's not on there. Because some of the voices sounded really different, and the way they enunciated things, I remember, because I watched this early middle school kid, I remember Vampire Hunter D, and I'm like, Mm. these voices do not match, and I had to look it up and say, yeah, the old dub is not on the Blu-ray. What the hell? Oh, that's not cool. I, I have Vampire Hunter D, but I have it on DVD, so... Yeah, keep that. I kept mine, yeah. too, but... Yeah, yeah. and that's the, that's the kind of stuff that just killed me, and just, like, I never really got into collecting physical media because of stuff like that. It was yeah, well, like, I have the Batman, as we're watching these, the Batman ones that I've been watching. They basically have all the same special features from the DVD collection. It'll just have a bonus disc at the end. But the best part is, it comes with both batman movies mask of the phantasm and sub-zero you just have to buy the third batman movie mystery of the batwoman separately yeah, i was that, gonna say is there more than that yeah there's a third batman movie called mystery of the batwoman that was coming out while justice league was on but i guess they don't consider that part of it because it wasn't included so i actually had to go buy that separately on blu-ray so i could have the complete collection mystery of the batwoman is so good i love that movie oh really 
Uh, well, actually, no, I'm getting it wrong. I, I, Mask of the Phantasm. That's the one I really, really love. Mm-hmm. That one, man, it's it's so good. It's so good. And then the the, the opening sequence, ah, oh, <laughs> the, the music. I forget. I forget her name. Shirley Walker. That's her name. And uh, yeah. Uh, but do you count the new Batman Harley Quinn movie that's drawn in the exact same animation style? And it's supposed to be a continuation no, of the that's, series that's as part it's... of the DC animated movie universe, cinematic, cinematic, cinematic universe. That's a different continuity. <laughs> no, they actually have made like two that's movies not now. Part of the animated series continuity. It's the Batman Harley Quinn movie, and they made a new Justice League movie that was also drawn in the same style. I did watch the um, the new Harley Quinn one that has the old style animation. Yeah. And it has the old style animation, you know, the, the Batman guys, they worked on that movie, Paul Dini. And yeah. um, I think it was just Paul Dini. I don't know that anybody else worked on it. I don't know if mm-hmm. Bruce Tim worked on it, but uh, I, it, it's definitely, I, I would not say it's part of the animated series universe. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to get, they actually released the 18 Batman collection where it's all 18 Batman animated movies in one Blu-ray for like $200. Are we talking about the even the newer movies? You know, it's all the animated movies that they've been making since like 2006 or something. Oh, okay. So like So it's like know, it's well, like, like the trilogy it's like the trilogy with the Court of Owls, Damian Wayne. It's all the way back to like having both Joe. Batman. It's yeah. with with the Batman Superman crossover movies. This might be worth it. Do I want to get this? Uh, uh no. All it's of Batman. Those that good. So a lot of those are good. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all. In fact, I actually got Would my wife say to watch. All of them are good. I didn't like Year One. That was that was not good. Year One was okay. I like that one. I don't think the storytelling worked the way they were telling it in the animation. I didn't like it at all. It was okay. Too so so it might be a little bit different for you from your perspective because you probably have more of the uh, actual comic reference. No, I actually haven't read the comic as a movie. I just didn't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of these, I, well, mo- all of them, I don't have any reference. Like, my Batman reference comes from the TV series. Like, I don't know the comics that well. Yep. The last one was Batman Hush, which I, I really liked that one because they I'm going to watch re- that one soon, too. I'm, I'm they watch... changed the complete last third of it to not don't match spoil the it. comic. Do not spoil it. Oh, I'm just saying I liked it because they didn't match the comic. And if, you're, if I see you in person post-COVID, you can borrow my Batman Hush graphic novels. There's only... Two graphic novels of twelve issues, six each. So it's not that long. It's actually a. How long has it been since we went to uh, an awesome con together and I, I bought Killing Joke graphic novel. I only finished that last year. Oh my god! <laughs> so so you you give me hush and I'm gonna hold on to it for what ten years before well, I, I found them for. It? I found them for five dollars each at a bookstore, so I was like, "Oh, I got to get these." <laughs> While I don't, don't think it's like phenomenal Batman, it is still a good Batman story, and it has all the rogues in it, so it's pretty good. Well, yeah, that's so, why I'm really interested, and and I think it's actually compared to Batman lately, it probably is. People would probably still say it's good Batman because there's not a lot of good Batman besides that in Court of Owls. I got to show my wife the Dark Knight Returns that was made into two separate animated movies so she could see what is considered one of the the biggest impact comic book stories ever written from oh the 80s. God. That I started showing that to Tracy randomly, and it was, it was wild. 
that's definitely if if anybody if, if somebody doesn't know anything about that, you show that to them, they're not gonna believe what they're saying. If you're a friend of Thomas, don't let him borrow things because I guess he'll hold them for years at a time. <laughs> I didn't say. Well, no, that's different. It, graphic <laughs> novels—they will take me forever to read and finish. <laughs> you both are shady borrowers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast of totally not Transformers, but Batman with a robot. The Batman Rambleathon. Yeah, as we yeah. see. So here's our lean into Transformers. It was a company called Cybertron Industries that was all robots. But then once it failed, it had to become a greenhouse and a planet of nature, symbolizing the transition from Transformers to Beast Machines. <laughs> oh Why does God. the Hardak logo look kind of like a bear? Or does anybody else notice that? With like bear ears at the top? Yeah, yeah, like Yogi Bear. I can see it. <laughs> I have to look at that now. But anyway. Why isn't there a bear Transformer? Is is there a bear Beast Machines in Beast Wars Neo or something? There's not a bear in Beast Wars Two. There's a lot of them, uh, different animals. But no, there's cool not a bear. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids don't want bears. They want dinosaurs and frogs and octopuses, I guess. And a rat. Are... They made a rat. No, no. Uh, the second rat was a marsupial thing. So. Okay, Actually, so they did two rats, but they don't want to do one bear. And yeah, and the Japanese one also had a rat like or I think it was a marsupial thing or something. I don't know, but he was like something. They did an ant. They did an ant and they did not want to do a bear. <laughs> I like I looked at the I found a bear toy. It says um Survive Transformers Wiki? Wait a minute. Here, I'm just gonna look up Bear Transformer. And, and see if I find anything. Polar claw. Yeah, there is one. Wiki. Polar claw. It's a it's a polar bear. <laughs> Chain, Chain claw. claw. Chain claw is what I'm finding. Okay. And this is G1. Really? Yeah. He's got a metal head on his. Oh, he comes from the UK only stories. Let me see. Um, oh God, really? <laughs> wait. Yeah, he came from the Marvel UK only stories. Okay. That's why we've never heard of him. But he had a toy in 1988. Oh, they put him in there because he had a toy, but he never showed up in any of the actual cartoons because this was Japanese pretender, but it looks like it was released in America. But at that point, there were no new shows or things for Transformers. Okay, that's enough Transformers talk to qualify this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our different episode. Join us next time. and We'll get back to some regular Transformers. And coming up, we have a really awesome, and I mean awesome in quotation marks, Transformers storybook. (laughs) Signing off, this is Sean. Charlie. And Thomas.